Learn Persian with Chai and Conversation, Lesson 73. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this last words and phrases lesson on Furufarukhzad's Fatih Bagh, or Conquest of the Garden. We've come a long, long way already and learned so much. Hopefully you've enjoyed getting to know this poem as much as I have. So to start today, we're going to go ahead and listen to the entirety of the portion of the poem that we've been learning. There are only two lines at the end that we haven't gone over already, so we'll learn the vocabulary for those afterwards. And then, as I said in the last lesson, we are going to learn about the series of birds she evokes as symbolism throughout the poem. So let's go ahead and listen. همه میترسند همه میترسند اما من و تو به چراغ و آب و آینه پیوستیم و نترسیدی سخن از پیوند سست دو نام در اوراق کهنه یک دفتر نیست سخن از سمیمیت تنها من در تراری و درخشیدن اوریانی من مثل فلس ماهی ها در آب سخن از زندگی نقرعی آوازی است all right, so again, she begins this section by saying, which hopefully you remember means everyone is afraid. So let's go over this important phrase one more time. And now let's listen to the two very last lines, which are a very different tone from where we started off from the Hamimitarsand. Okay, so this section begins with a concept that we've heard before. Sohan as. We heard it in the second section that we learned, and let's listen to this again to jog our memory a bit. Sohan as peyvande suste do nam dar oraq kohne yek daftar nist. So she begins this section exactly the same way. Sohan as, and we learned before, Sohan means the topic or subject of this speech, of what I'm talking about. Sohan. So earlier she was saying, the topic is not the numb joining of two names and embracing in the worn-out pages of a ledger. The topic is my joyous locks of hair with the burnt anemone of your kiss. So this time she says, Sohan az zendegiye nukreye avazist. So again, she begins with the word Sohan, which means topic. Sohan. And as is the word for of. So the topic is of, for instance. As. So now let's go over these other vocabulary words. Let's go through them one by one. Zendegi is a very lovely word, and it means life. Zendegi. And the word nogrei means silver. Nogrei. And the word avaz means song. Avaz. Now, we learned about the concept of ezofe before, that when you have adjectives describing a word, the way you link them together is the concept of izafe. 
We can hear that in this part of the poem. Zendegie nogreie avazist. So the word zendegi and nogrei are referring to the song or avaz, the life of a silvery song. Zendegie nogreie avazist. So the e sound, zendegie nogreie, lets you know that they're all linked together. So what is avazist? It's where the verb is. It's the shortened version of avazi hast, which means a song is. Avazist. So the silvery life of a song is, is basically the structure of the sentence. This is a little bit of a disjointed way of learning these words, but put all together, it's sohan as zendegie nogreie avazist, meaning the topic is of the silvery life of a song. So let's say this full thing together. Sohan as zendegie nogreie avazist. And just to make sure we understand it, let's go through each one of these words individually as well. Zendegi, meaning life. Nokrei, meaning silvery. Which this is a common way to describe things in the Persian language. It means silver colored and glittering. You often also hear talai, which means golden. And finally, avaz meaning song. So all put together, zendegie nogreie avazist. Okay, and the full sentiment is, sohan as zendegie nogreie avazist, which means the topic is of the silvery life of a song. Sohan as zendegie nogreie avazist. And now let's listen to the last part. So let's begin with the main word in this sentence, and that is favare. Favare. And kuchak is the word for small. Kuchak. So favare kuchak means small fountain. Favoreye kuchak. And there we ha- hear that ezofe, the e, again linking these two words. Favoreye kuchak. All right, and sahar gohan simply means at dawn or early in the morning. Sahar gohan. So Sahar by itself means dawn, and it's a popular girl's name in the Persian language. I actually have two dear cousins with that name, one on my mom's side of the family and one on my father's side of the family. So Sahar. And early in the morning, Sahar gohan. The word Mikhanad simply means sings. Mikhanad. And the very last word in the sentence is a transitional ke. And ke simply means that. Ke. So what does the whole thing put together mean? Ke sahar gohan favoreye kuchaki mikhanat. It means that early in the morning, a small fountain sings. Before repeating it, let's listen to the whole two sentences again. So the whole thing is saying, 
It's about the silvery life of a song that early in the morning a small fountain sings. So again, this is a metaphor. We talked about shimmering fish skins, and this evokes the same type of imagery of that shimmering silvery fountain. Instead of shimmering silvery water in the fountain, it's saying that the water is like a song. So the fountain is singing a song. So in my mind, it's talking about a small fountain, not exactly erupting, but producing this small fountain, this small song of joy in the early, early morning. So it's an imagery of joy and happiness, which is a far cry from that dusty ledger we started off with. So we started off with this static imagery of two names stuck in the book. And she's saying, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about this static two names written in a book. Instead, I'm talking about this flowing water, flowing music, ephemeral but alive. So again, let's repeat this together line by line. Sohan az zindegie nogreie avazist. Kesahar gahan favoreye kuchak mikhanat. All right, and that concludes our part of the poem that we've been learning. So as we said before, practice, practice, and send us a video of you performing this poem in a beautiful location. You can find our email address on the website at chaiandconversation.com with chai spelled C-H-A-I, and we'd love to get your videos. And now for the birds. As we've said, this poem has a lot of bird imagery, and it kind of outlines where she is at a particular spot uh, by talking about different type of birds. In general, birds have a lot of symbolic value in Persian culture. So let's go over these and give a kind of overview of the type of bird and the possible meaning behind it. So we begin the poem by talking about the kalok or crow. Kalok. So in Iranian culture, the kalok comes up a lot as a crafty and tricky bird and not always in the best context. They're generally mischievous and up to no good. In this case, although the couple is trying to be sneaky about their relationship by running off into the country, the kalok has already alerted the city about their relationship. They're trying to hide in nature, but the kalok isn't allowing that to happen. So the word for crow is kalok. And let's just think about where these birds are. Crows are generally seen close to the ground or flying just above the treetops. So again, crow or kalok, kalok. So the poem starts off kind of in this dark place of, of conflict, of wanting to hide but being found out because of this bird, Kalok. The next bird that comes up is the eagle or Orab. And the context she brings this up in is that she is in nature with her lover and they feel a bit helpless and lost and they decide to ask the eagle how to proceed with their relationship. So again, thinking about where the eagle flies, it flies above the crow. So we've kind of moved up in the atmosphere. And the eagle is seen as wise. She's asking it for advice. She asks, which means what should be done. And again, the word for eagle, the, the who she's asking is oqab. And finally, she makes her way to the Seymour, the most revered bird of all Iranian culture a mythical bird that can be translated into English as another English mythical bird, which is the phoenix, Simorg. And this, thinking about where it is in the atmosphere, doesn't even really exist. It's in, in this dream world, in this 
uh, celestial cosmic type of world. So we've gone from near the ground with the calor, with the crow, to above with the eagle or orab. And now we've finally reached the place of myth, which is the simorg. And in the final part of the poem, she says that she and her lover have made their way to the Simorg, meaning they have reached this mythical promised land. The Simorg appears as a benevolent and wise bird in many Persian stories, including in the Shahnameh or Book of Kings and Attar's Sufi poem, Conference of the Birds. And when the Simorg appears, you know that the hero's journey is on a good path. So in Furuga Farukhzad's poem, she and her lover have made their way to the Simorg's quiet dream, and they have found truth in the garden. They found peace in the garden. Simorg. So there we go. Furuk's journey through the context of birds. Let's go over these one more time. The crow is kalog. The eagle, oqab. And we end with the simorg, or the phoenix. So with that, we're going to end our journey into Furuk Farukhzad's Fatibah, or Conquest of the Garden. I know this poem was a bit more complicated language-wise than the others we've learned, but hopefully you've gotten a good lot of new words and phrases to use out of it. And we're going to end this journey by listening to the entire selection we've learned once more, and hopefully this time you'll understand every single word. Thanks so much for listening, and see you next time on Learn Persian with Giant Conversation. همه میترسند همه میترسند اما من و تو به چراغ و آب و آینه پیوستیم و نترسیدی سخن از پیوند سست دو نام در اوراق کهنه یک دفتر نیست سخن از سمیمیت تنها من در تراری و درخشیدن اوریانی من مثل فلس ماهی ها در آب سخن از زندگی نقرعی آوازی است که سهرگاهان و باری کوچک میخواند.